to movie madness everybody here we have the second part of our franchises that won't die episode now when we recorded this it just ran on too long so of course we've split it in half for your convenience to remind you if you haven't listened to the previous episode or it's been a whole week and you've forgotten you're not just blasting through these things like a netflix spin session then i'm your host henry thompson and with me on this episode is also local filmmaker here in the northeast wayne thompson associate producer Chris Reed and award-winning composer Scott Ampleford. We're discussing franchises. When we began, we went through a few. We talked about Terminator. We talked about, you know, uh, Lethal Weapons and a lot of sci-fi and a lot of action. And then time ticked away. And now this is us continuing that epic journey into what franchises have lasted too long in the episode that won't die. Hope you enjoy the episode. Um. So next on my list is exactly what you were asking early on, Scott, and that's Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm curious here, Wayne, at what point do you think the Pirates movie should have One. stopped? Sorry, Wayne. That was Hank. That was Hank. For, okay. for me, I, I really enjoyed the first one. Now, I can't remember which order come in. I don't know if it was two. Two I didn't like, but I can't remember if it was the third or the fourth one, which I thought was okay. The third one is the one with the where the pirates all come together, and you've got like the Chinese pirates and the sort of Iranian pirates and what like the, the pirate lords. Uh, and then the fourth one is the mermaid one. Yeah, and also so, the easy way to tell them is the Jack one. Sparrow gets killed at the end of the second one mm-hmm. and then gets brought back to life in the third. I, I definitely think the the second one is the weakest of, yeah. of, the, of the trilogy. The trilogy, yes. Um, but but you need the events of two to get to three. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, which I think for its time, three was the most expensive movie ever made. Really? Um, yeah, no, I they think, really. No, all of them have been the most expensive. The really? last one is still the most expensive movie ever made. I'm sure. Good grief! Strange you know, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is still listed as the highest, uh, most expensive movie ever made at $379 million Good before grief. marketing. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Are they Lord still talking about doing a fifth one? Well, uh, they're doing two. Oh, they are doing um, two more, yeah. See, again, this is a franchise. What's there going are to already long. five of them. Oh, there's five, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah because there's... there's uh, yeah. Go on, go on. Cares of the Black Pearl, uh, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, On Stranger Tides, and then... In the UK, the fifth one was Salazar's Revenge, and in the US, it was the much better fucking name, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's right. Um, you know, but uh, it's a really tricky franchise to talk about. I love the first three uh, in 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 the series. Um, again, mainly scoring reasons. Um, uh, Klaus Bedelt did the first one, but with themes by Hans Zimmer, who then went and did two and three. I think. Um, maybe the score for Pirates of the Caribbean 3 was probably the best score of the decade. Um, I know that's big words, but it's, it's, the, big only, words. it's the only one I own. Um, I, 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 I at one point had an illegal download of uh, 
The Pirates <gasps> one score. I know. We'll edit that out. It's fine. We'll edit that out. Here's here's <laughs> a interesting factoid for you guys about uh, the Pirates score. Um, so uh, the whole movie was, uh, at least this is what I've read. The whole movie was scored and finished by Alan Silvestri, who oh, yeah. scored. Uh, the Predator and Back to the Future, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yep. And uh, at some point, he had a bit of a falling out with Jerry Bruckheimer and walked from the project, taking his music with him. And so they uh, went straight to Hans Zimmer to to do the score two weeks before the movie was coming out. Wow. Fuck. Um, and so Hans Zimmer, who I believe was working on The Last Samurai at the time, um, had to tell them that he didn't have the time, but he s- sort of gave them one night where he sat down and, and hashed out the the sort of the main themes and things like that, which he then passed over to uh, Klaus Badelt, who scored the first movie in two weeks. Um, and here's the wow. thing: normally, um, because if you listen to the score for the first movie, a lot of it is fake orchestra because they just didn't have the time. A lot of it is uh, like software sample instruments and stuff. But normally when you have a, a, a movie with a, a soundtrack release, the soundtrack album normally comes out two weeks before the movie does. Mm. And uh, they were in such a rush to get the soundtrack album out as soon as possible that um, it is not mixed and mastered properly. So if you have, I don't know if they sort of redid it later, but if you have an early version of the, the soundtrack album to Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, it clips. The album is too loud. It clips and distorts because they just had to chuck it out there. Um, and as such, uh, the the main theme, which is known as He's a Pirate, just is coincidentally called He's a Pirate. They came up with eight or ten generic piratey track names. And then when they finished mixing and mastering the tracks, they just slapped them together onto the album in an order that sounded all right. And so by pure coincidence, the became he's a pirate. Um, uh. But yeah, um, you know, film, film music history is littered with examples like that. But fucking hell, that's, that's a big job. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably one of the most iconic scores of the last yeah, 20 years. Yeah, well, everyone, yeah, exactly. everyone knows that piece of music. It's quite exactly. incredible. Which is something um, we're going to hit on in the music one, I think, about uh, iconic. Yeah. Tunes and things like that, which yeah, well, I'm 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 definitely wanting to be around for that. Oh, one, you, you'll be around for that one. That's rather my forte. Specifically I, I, honed I, in for you that one, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I will say before we continue, when it comes to Pirates of the Caribbean, I was going um, to say some as well. Yeah, I I am cool with with pretty much all of them. They're mostly enjoyable, even the ones that aren't that good. But the first one for me is a classic movie. I love yeah, it. I, I fell agree. in love with it way more than I expected to. You know, I, I did as well. I lived in Florida as a kid growing up. I went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride must be seven million times because everyone that yeah, visits yeah, yeah. would always have to go to the park. Were you so one just, of these who thought, how can you make this into a film? Yeah, and then I loved what they did with it. And then the yeah, second exactly. movie, it is probably the weakest of the trilogy, the original trilogy, but the fucking CG work is one of the few times I'll say CG was made that movie on what oh, they did yeah. with the effects on Bill Nye and uh um, oh, Bill Nye was phenomenal. You know, what they did with Davy Jones was just so fucking good. And I think stands up really well because it was all well, performance captured as opposed yeah. to pure CG. Uh, well, that but, was something, but, you know, we've go on, sorry. Go on. Go on. 
No, no, go on. I'm interrupting you. No, no, no. I was, all I was going to say was, but my biggest problem with the, the franchise, I've got two problems. Number one is the fact that they are huge, huge, huge ripoffs of The Secret of Monkey Island. And the juiced. If if you pay attention to the first two Secret of Monkey Island games, the plot of the full trilogy rips off almost mm-hmm. the entirety of entire sections of the games. Yeah. Oh, so much so that Ron Gilbert, the creator of Monkey Island, sued uh, the creators of the film, and they admitted that it was based on the games as a homage. Uh, but that's part of why I love those first movies is because the first movie is as close as I'll ever get to a fucking Guybrush three-point movie. Um, The second issue I have And this is where it comes into effect For the franchise thing is They're not making two more movies back to back Like two more Jack Sparrow movies They're making two new spin-off movies Because Uh, of the whole Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing Yes, They haven't guaranteed uh, Jack Sparrow coming back for either of them But the first movie They cast Zac Efron in the role At one point yeah, they might be recasting um, him and they might be doing a new pirate. We don't know yet. That's a, that's up for okay. debate, but that's the official canon next movie. But they're also okay. at the same time doing a spinoff, which is Lady Pirates of the Caribbean, head by Margot Robbie. I does not surprise And they're doing a full female crew, full female movie about them in the same world. I hope they do a better job than what they did with Ocean's 8 of Ocean's 11. Well, this, awful. this is this is the thing. I hate it when studios do this because it feels, you know, I'm all for representation. So am I, but when and, they do it like this, it's and wrong. And all that, you know. Well, yeah. it's, it's, a, it, it's okay, not just a case of when they do it like this, it's wrong. It's they kind of, they decide to do this and then they don't make a good movie. That's what I mean. And then, That's yeah. what I mean. It's as if to force it, isn't it? And then it? people like, blame it on the fact that it's a bunch of women as opposed to it was a shitty movie. Yeah, it, it, it just like, makes for divisive uh, conversation because it's, you make a bad movie, so you've got potentially half people saying, well, it's bad because it was all women. And then exactly. you've got people trying to defend it, actively trying to defend a bad movie because they're trying not to appear sexist. And it's like, this shouldn't be the conversation we're having. Exactly. If you decided exactly. just to make a good, you know, I'm all for sort of gender swapping roles to, to provide for more representation in movies. Cause I, I do think there's a, a representation problem in Hollywood, but that's not the way to do it guys. I mean, come yeah. the fuck on. You know, Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, exactly, Chris. In exactly. What in what way? Sorry, hang on. What way? What do you mean? Well, Ghostbusters. They, they remade sorry. it with a female yeah, yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah. And, and, said, oh, and when it got absolutely panned and slated, they said, "Oh, a lot of people get on and said, oh, it's because it's a female, female cast.' It's not. It's just it wasn't a Yeah, it was against the original. They were trying to reboot the original, and it was just it didn't work the way they exactly. did it. Exactly. Exactly. It was just uh, woefully uh, no. made. It's, and all yeah. you end up doing is insulting your audience because you say, well, you didn't like it because you're sexist. And it's no, like, it's no, not, I yeah. didn't like Which it. Which Paul Fig actually movie. did come out and say that. He said, some men are not ready to watch a movie with all women. And See, I'm like, no, dude, I'm not ready to watch a shit movie that exactly. was fucking terrible and exactly. ruined the franchise. It's exactly. Like from, it's like I'm Mackie. not unwilling to watch a movie that's all women. I'm unwilling to watch a shit movie that's all anyone. I'm, I'm, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I talk to my wife quite because we're big fans of The Expendables. Yes, I know not everybody likes Expendables, but we like a bit of fluff. Now, one of the things I've always said is it would be interesting to see a female-led version of that because there was a lot of, you, you know, you've got Cynthia Ross walking around from the 80s who could all come back and make, an 80s, uh, make a version 
if that. Oh, so like Sigourney Weaver, Linda Hamilton, like all the big yeah, sort of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. how can anybody say I'm being missed when I'm actually rooting for someone like that? But it's whether they do it good or not is the thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, 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 there's just no need for more uh, divisive Hollywood. Exactly. There's just we we don't need it. We we have a perfectly fine job being sort of arrogant, racist, sexist dickholes on our own. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's true. It no. is true. Uh, My we'll only just quickly. Oh, no, sorry, Wayne. No, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, jumping back to what Hank was saying about uh, the CG in the Pirates movie, mm-hmm. um, I know I've talked a lot about beautiful practical effects in today's episode, but I can name thousands of movies with CG that is wonderful and groundbreaking and that I think works stunningly mm-hmm. um, and, and, and you know still holds up. You know, One of the first movies where we talked about visual effects was Jurassic Park, which is a movie with CG in it that still holds up today, nearly 30 years later. Exactly. Um, um, so I just want to put it out there. I am not, you know, at all, I might be slightly biased towards practical just because I love practical. Um, I've no, just, you're talking love, special effects artists, are you? Um, yeah, I, I love the aesthetics <laughs> of practical shit. Yeah. But, I have no qualms with with CGI when it's done properly. When when done properly, the, I think the CGI, problem with CGI is lazy CGI. It yes. needs to be mixed with practical a lot of the time. Is the problem? Well, not even that. I think any. I think CGI can do everything that practical practical effects can do, as well and sometimes better. The problem is. In order to have it accomplish that, you need to put the same effort and the same care that you would put into practical uh, practical effects in order to make CG look, look as good. Yeah, you can't. I think the problem with CG right now is that it has become a slapdash solution. Fix it because in you're not exactly because you're not physically building anything because you're not having to shoot something and you know composite together later. You can do you can do things a lot quicker. There are still people who are you know spending thousands of hours of their lives as model makers just in a computer mm-hmm. space. Yeah. But it's the idea that once you have that model, you can put a digital camera anywhere within it and and do a lot more, a lot quicker, uh, saving space and saving money. I think that's the idea. And so you end up with movies like the 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 thing of 2011, where if that had been CGI right from the beginning, it probably would have been pretty damn good because they would have had the time and the money put into being able to make it look that good. But it was the idea that someone went, nah, last minute, let's slap that, sh- that shit together. We can fix it. That is the attitude that people need to get out of with, with CGI. Yeah. You know, you look at, you look at like um, fucking like Dawn of Justice. Uh, not Dawn of Justice. What was it? The Justice League movie. Justice League movie. Where they've, they've uh, computer reconstructed Henry Cavill's upper lip because he was contractually obliged to keep his mustache from the movie they were shooting. Mission after Impossible. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mission Impossible 5, something like that. Five um, six. Yeah. So, and you look at that and you go, right, I would have rather you delayed the movie until he was finished, could shave his mustache, 
Or like I <laughs> here's the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> Fucking logic, right? How is it easier to CGI Henry Cavill's face to get rid of a mustache than it is to apply a prosthetic mustache in the other movie? How exactly. the fuck is that easier? Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't that, get it. That's because that was two rival studios and they totally. he wrote it out for that studio and so they wouldn't relinquish on it. So they didn't give them the option yeah. for a prosthetic. But even still, being that the movie was already delayed, being that they changed directors midway, being that they were rebooting it effectively in the middle of production, could it have hurt it that bad to delay it longer? Exactly. Would that exactly. not have made fans go, okay, cool, it's not going to be rushed? Even that would have been a, a studio, good message. Exactly. If you had a studio coming out and say, guys, look, we are sorry. We know you have waited for this movie. But due to situa- uh, circumstances that aren't entirely within our control, it's going to have to be delayed a little longer. But rest assured, that time that you are waiting will be spent towards making a better movie. I think yeah. everyone in the world would have been okay with that, as opposed to, okay, Don't worry, we're, we're releasing this deadline, movie. but it sucks. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to hit the deadline, but you're not going to like it. Like, come <laughs> the fuck on, guys. Going back to the Pirates, I think the, the one thing I took from the Pirates was actually Johnny Depp himself. Mm. Is it just me, or is every film he's been in ever since being Jack Sparrow? He's so there might be the odd exception, don't get me wrong, but he struggled to shake that character off. Well, even when he did Mordecai, I think he was way too much of an exaggeration. I think he's taken the mantle of character actor too far now. Yeah. And he can't just be himself. Where if you look back at his early career and he's doing movies like Nick of Time, where he was Mm -hmm. just a regular dude. I think it's a better performance than having to always be eccentric as fuck. Look at him in his original film, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, which a lot of people forget that was his his debut film. I think I have to give some big kudos to to Johnny Depp, I think, because really in this day and age, we kind of don't have character actors in that sense anymore. I agree. You know, we we, we have a new breed. We have people like Andy Serkis who who are trying to do sort of character work in sort of the motion capture realm, as well as being, you know, Andy Serkis is well known for being a, a, a motion capture actor, but I have to sing his praises as a sort of live action screen actor as well, because I, I think he's wonderful. But I have to say, think what you will about Johnny Depp. There aren't that many actors who would make the choices that he would make, for, for, for better or for worse the fact that he will make those choices uh, from an acting sort of standpoint, I think you have to sort of get, okay, great. Do whatever the fuck you want. No one else is. As an actor myself, I totally respect the guy. I always remember Hank among Mm. many other people saying to me once, why do you pigeonhole yourself into playing bad guys all the time? And it's like, I'm not pigeonholing myself, but what I'm doing is if that's what I'm good at, then that's what I'm going to do. If that's what's going to get me the, the money, that's what I'm going to do. You know, oh, yes, totally, I could, totally. I could do with the characters that can go off and do, but if that's what people want to see me do, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, totally. You know? And, and so, you know, typecasting is is a whole thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that you have someone like Johnny Depp, where you can have a, char- a character in a screenplay and someone goes, fucking hell, this character's nuts. Who the fuck can we get to play him? And Nicolas Cage is available. And Nicolas Cage is You've got to get Johnny Depp, exactly. But here's the thing, Nicolas Cage is only one kind of nuts. 
I think he can be many kinds of nuts. Did you guys see Mandy? But I know we're totally off topic here. <laughs> Did you guys see Mandy? Ma- Man- Mandy is great. I love I love Mandy so much. If if you, if you haven't seen Mandy Wayne, I strongly recommend you do so because it is absolutely fucking crazy. That movie, it's it's wonderful. It's a big wow. neon acid flashback trip full of blood. That's no, crazy. I haven't. I like this little mutual recommendation here. I'll have to check it <laughs> out. Mom and Dad. That is absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. Look, man. All I know is about anything. We can all agree that his next movie is going to be the greatest shittest movie ever. Wally's Wonderland. Have you heard about that? What was it? So that again, sorry. Wally's Wonderland. Wally's Wonderland. No, what's the what the right? Fuck okay, hear this, guys. I, you, can, I, can I just say though, this is supposed to be about franchises. <laughs> well, I, know, I think Nicholas Cage is a franchise to himself. In fairness, it's that's that's like, you have, have you seen? Have you seen <laughs> Nick Cage Twenty Six? You not seen that one? <laughs> Nicholas Cage is in a, a whole episode to himself. He should have an whole episode <laughs> to himself. But it's like when you say. Oh, there's there's snakes on a plane. You go, that sounds stupid. Then they go, uh, Sam Jackson's, and you go, oh, I'll fucking watch that. That's sure, what they've sure. done with Wally's Wonderland. It's a theme park like like a Five Nights at Freddy's thing, where all the animatronics come to life at night um, and try oh. to kill any humans. And the only human there is a janitor played by Nicolas Cage who has to save right. himself and kill them all. And I'm just like, so it's Nicolas Cage. So, I'm in. So so I it's heard West about- meets movie. Night at the Museum. Yes. Right. So I so basically I I have heard of this movie. I didn't realize that it, uh, Nick Cage was attached to it, but they've been trying to get a Five Nights at Freddy movie off the ground for like years now. Well, this basically. isn't officially like, a, fr- a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It's just a similar concept. Oh no, no, totally. Yeah, but yeah. Th- there there are like a smattering of movies that have come out or are coming out that are clearly like rejected five nights at Freddy's scripts or, yes. you know, something was it. Cause there was one, I haven't seen it yet. There was uh, the banana splits. Oh, That's basically um, meant to be five nights at Freddy's yeah. too. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Total ripoff. It's yeah. Terrible. Throw a little eighties nostalgia there and then call it a, call it original. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I'm sure there's another one that I'm, I'm forget. There was a short on Hulu called the hug, which is a sort of similar sort of uh, vein. But I, yeah, these are all like, they've been trying to get this Five Nights at Freddy's movies off the ground for ages. And the, the guy apparently as recently as like last month, the, what's his name? Scott the guy Crawford. that runs uh, Blumhouse. Oh. Um, well, no, no, not, not the guy that created Five Nights. Um, yeah, Jason Blum. Yeah. Um, he, I think on Twitter, like last month said, yeah, we are still making this movie. This movie is still happening. Um but I think I think that Hollywood is currently littered with thousands of movies that are in the same vein because yeah. in the wake of the the production nightmare juggernaut that Five Nights has been. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 who is, is? Are there anyone here that isn't familiar with the game? Chris uh, Wayne, do you know the game? Which, which uh, Five Nights? I've never played it, but heard I'll, of it. I'll put me hand on my heart. I would never have heard of it had I not had from your kids. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, the only reason I'm not. Okay. I do think it's got legs. I do think it's got franchise potential. Um, I've, it's got I've more than what Slenderman did. No, you see, the thing is, I think Slenderman as an idea has a fuck ton of potential, but the idea is everyone possied out when they went to make the move. It's what they do with it. 
Um, because if you look at the trailer for Slender Man, there's like half of the trailer isn't in the movie where clearly, and you can, when you watch that movie, you can, it, it feels like you're watching half a movie. You can tell that so much shit has been cut out and so much. I feel it's going to be one of those things where in maybe 10 years time, there's going to be like a Slender Man director's cut will come out. Yeah. And it'll probably be actually pretty good. And we'll go, what the fuck didn't you give us this 10 years ago? You know, Slenderman uh, is very similar to Candyman in the sense that it's one of those really, when you root, root it down, it's a simple idea that it just depends on how you tell that story to make it oh, interesting. Totally. And Slenderman could stop. easily be, because he's an urban myth character, he could but easily totally, yeah. be, you know, Candyman in the mirror three times. Um, and that could just spawn off whatever fucking story you want. You can continue it forever. Yeah, totally. And Slenderman totally. could have been the same, but they didn't realize that when they took the game and made it into a fucking movie. Yeah. And I think, I, I think, uh, you look at like, I, I, this is one I'm really hoping that no one ever decides to franchise because as a standalone, perfect movie, I think it's, it's brilliant. Uh, it follows, um, uh, is one of those things where it's such a simple horror concept, right? You, 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 it's, it's something, it's got rules and you tell, you are told the rules right at the beginning of the movie, you know exactly what this thing's about. And then throughout the rest of the movie, we as the audience get it. We, we can understand when moments are scary. We can understand when moments aren't because we know the rules. It's such a simple premise. Slenderman is exactly that. He's an incredibly simple premise that you, like, you almost... If you just do what It Follows did, you can't fuck up. You, 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 at the beginning of the movie, give some kind of scene where you explain what he is, what the rules are that surround the myth. And then for the rest of the movie, we can recognize when someone isn't following a rule or someone is doing something that might call him or, or what have you. And instead, we got, what, an hour and a half? I, I don't even think it's an hour and a half movie. It's not long. But we got this really short movie where they keep dropping new bits of exposition throughout the movie, and you can't keep track of any of them. So you never really understand where Slender Man is coming from, what you might do to draw his attention to you, and, and stuff like that. And so you just don't care. Because whatever you do, you're fucked in this world. There's no rules. We do not understand the premise. And if you don't understand the premise the moment the movie starts, you are fucked as a movie. Which is where Easy the Max Payne adaption fucked up. Just to say real quick before Wayne talks, it follows there is a sequel in development which is meant to flip it to where Jay or another protagonist is going to try to go down the chain to find the origin of the quote-unquote it. This is, what's been in, this is what Wikipedia tells me anyway. I was going to say there's nothing on IMDb yet, mine, so I wouldn't take that. That's why it's a development, not like yeah. production or anything. Well, I mean, that's the thing, because when did it, was that 2014? Yeah, exactly. So, that, yeah. you know, that's six years ago, and it was a very small movie. You know, you know, we in this chat here are all horror fans, so we, you know, have have are aware of it. Um but for the vast majority of people out there, you know, the vast movie-going audience, it is not a viable franchise because no one knows what the fuck it is. So I can just hope against hope that that is the reason it will never get a sequel that will probably be terrible. Let's cross question, our fingers on that. So Wayne, go on. No, just a quick question. How the hell did we go from Pirates of the Caribbean to Slenderman? 
<laughs> well, how do we go? No, from, I'm, I'm still actually trying to get my head around that. How, how do we go from an hour-long topic to a two-parter episode? How do we do that? <laughs> Shit just got away from us on this one, man. This had no yeah. structure. Well, Let's get back. You're talking about this being a two-parter, but I'm now <laughs> racking my brains because we've talked about so many other things. I'm now struggling to think of movie franchises. There's, there's still smart come. There's still oh, there's, there's, I've got at least four. <laughs> right, at least so four. Next, next on the list is Men in Black. Yes. Okay. Men in Black 1, yeah. Men in Black 2, yeah. Men in Black 3, I actually thought it was really good. I thought what they did with... Um, him getting younger and everything was just phenomenal. Josh Brolin, uh, yeah. Brolin is he stunning. Yeah, he's phenomenal. But then the all of a sudden, so is, um, let's, oh, let's, what's his let's name? redo it and bring in two new actors and just Jermaine kill Clement, the whole sorry. thing. Jermaine Clement, sorry. Have you seen the international one? So yeah, I, it's I, dreadful. I, fairly recently did like a, a rewatch of the full franchise, including International. Yeah. Um, so that was I my first was so International. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> Especially when it felt like a movie that had premise. Like it had, it had, it, it should have been so much better, but it was just, it, even, I don't know what happened with Hemsworth, even his acting didn't seem. Yeah, he wasn't great. Even fucking uh, Liam Neeson. Who yeah. I like in more or less everything. I was just a bit. Eh. Yeah, see, I don't. <laughs> that's just me. Again, that's just me. No, that's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah, but whether you like um, him or not, you should still be able to be okay with him in a movie if you're not a fan. Totally agree. Oh, when totally you are agree. a fan of his and you don't like him in a movie, that's when you know that he's phoning it in. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I have enjoyed him in some stuff, but yeah, just the whole of that film was just wrong, basically. Because um, that was a movie one. made for the almighty dollar. Well, as was the well, next one on the <laughs> list. And I know Hank agrees with me on this one because we actually just had to talk about this one early on. Really? And that is the first two were fantastic. In fact, the second oh, one might be better than yeah. the first one, uh, but the third one was just a big why, bad boys. I do not care about any of them. <laughs> I've, I, I saw the I've first one. <laughs> I think I I saw Bad Boys Two on its own. I don't think I think I saw the first one but and Bad Boys 2 did not leave me wanting more. I did Two is way better than the first one but you have to have seen the first one to have enjoyed the second one as much if you know what I mean. Because yeah. yeah. it's, it's a bit like the lethal weapons it's building up on the, 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 the brotherhood of them all and everything like that. Mm. But the third one just totally kicks down brotherhood and the bollocks and everything and just it's just stupid. Well yeah, the thing is just, the third one has been surprisingly successful. Like unbelievably know. successful. Um, and they immediately started work on a fourth one because of how successful the third one was. But as a fan of the first two, I couldn't I couldn't get away with the third. I couldn't even finish it. But being that you're not a fan, Scott, you'd probably like the third one because it's it's much more like it's less about over the top action and you know craziness and more trying to be a much more modern, typical detective story. Generic. With, with a lot of those generic, you know, like, you know, oh, it's all personal now because so-and-so is a distant family member kind of shit. But the only reason mm. I think it's good Wayne brought this up is, have you guys heard what they're trying to do for the fourth Bad Boys? I've already recovered slitting my wrist from this. <laughs> I don't care. They're trying to link it with Beverly Hills Cop and do a fourth Beverly Hills Cop as a fourth Bad Boys as a spinoff, as a mixture crossover film. 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Swiftly moving on from that because that is just, I'm, I'm not going down that road again. I'm sorry. That's just like horrendous. Um, <laughs> the next one I've got on my list, I, I, I still cannot work out how we've got four movies to this day. The first one was okay at best. And I mean, at best. Underworld. I don't oh, think I've you seen mean, any of those, you know? You mean the remake oh, of Nemesis? Well, yeah. The, the, the second one was all right. With the, Bamai's versus with Wales. The, um, it was terrible. With, with the wolves, the, was it, the second one was the prequel? Was it, it was not the third one was the prequel? Don't they all have which, wolves? Which, I don't know. Yeah, which, which, one, which one was Rise of the Lycans? The one with the kind of the, the prequel story of it all. That's the third one or the fourth one? I can't remember. I, I don't know. That, that, one, was, that one was okay. I, I thought it was a standalone movie. I was never sore with the first one, but it was okay. Because I'm a horror fan, it was okay. But the rest was just terrible. Leading on to the next one. Why do I do this to myself? Resident <laughs> Evil. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I totally agree with that one. Uh, I liked bits of the first one. I didn't even bits like the, the whole first yeah. movie, but I bits liked it enough. the first one kind of gave us the game, didn't it? A little bit. A tiny bit. But then just 20 the rest was so, just like... So as Hank knows, I'm not a gamer, so I've I've never played any of the games. I've barely played any games. You can name more or less any video game when I won't have played it. It, it is not my uh, entertainment medium of choice. Um, uh, yeah, give it so, time. I'm working on it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm working yeah, on I'm it. not a huge gamer, but he's had me play one or two since. So, but it's, it's one of those things where pretty much a, a, so there are some game franchise, franchises out there where my only experience of them is, is the movie. Yeah, um, Resident Evil is is one of them. Uh, oh, my Doom, God, I've never played a Doom game. Um, no, no, neither. Neither. You know, well, I will just, tell you real quick. The Resident Evil franchise, as far as game to movie conversion goes, they threw everything about the game out the window. They changed the characters. They changed everything. They brought some of the game characters in pretty much randomly throughout the series of the six or seven whatever fucking movies they produced. But let's forget about that. Let's forget about the origins of it. Just as movies themselves as a franchise. What the fuck have they done with the Resident Evil franchise? Each movie is like a completely different kind of movie, but oh, tied yeah. together just by having her in it. And that's it. That's literally the but only again, connected tissue. But again, I feel like sort of looping back to what I was saying a couple of hours ago about. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, not wrong. You know, it's so weird. We don't normally have a problem with going so off topic, but this conversation, for some reason, we've just been spiraling <laughs> down so many fucking rabbit holes. It's gone way <laughs> off topic. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been, enjoyed it. And I'm hoping it's, it's you know enjoyable for people to listen to, but what the fuck? The irony <laughs> being things that go on too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It went from franchises that won't die to the episode that won't die. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? It's, it's so uh, Scott, you were saying, <clears throat> yeah, um, sort of looping back to what I was saying about sort of horror movies in the eighties. I think the the Resident Evil franchise suffers from the same sort of uh, humor, the, the 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 comedy elements coming. You know, they they get goofier as they go uh, go uh, forward. I know what you're um, you know, they they they. I can't remember which which movie it is, which one of them there is, but th there's a movie where they're like, they're all hiding in a supermarket or something. And then some monster thing comes and tries to kill them <laughs> and they manage to fight it off. And then the guy is like, yeah, fuck you, you bitch. And like tries to call. And it's like, like but is on. it deliberately being funny or is it just terribly made it's movies? It's trying, Hank. It is you think trying, it's trying to be fucking funny. Hell. 
That's yeah, because good. it's it's like it's it's kind of like in the sort of late eighties and early nineties, weird movie attitude of let's put a black person in this movie. Oh, why would you like to? Oh, put a black you didn't mention he was black. Oh, well, well that totally like, sums it up then. Yeah, the typical shit talking yeah, black guy who's a token. Yeah, right. exactly. Token black guy who talks smack about the monsters, but only when the monsters are already in retreat. He was hired like, because they saw a Chris Tucker movie. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Someone maybe saw the fifth element at one point. Someone Is maybe saw that Rush what black Hour people at one like? point. Let's just do that then. A, that, oh, that one. That yeah. one. You've got the guy from quote unquote the hood who is going to like. <laughs> Sass. That's what we need. We need yes, some sass. We don't need sass. any sass. We need black sass. And it's yeah, it's very tiresome in movies. Subsequently, another huge problem with the uh, all-female-led reboot of Ghostbusters was that instead of being an actual character, Leslie Jones was effectively just black sass. Yeah, yeah. Let's just put another black sass. And it seems really sad to me, especially in a movie where they're trying to go, right, we're going to do an all-female cast to give women the opportunity to show that they can do what the men do or whatever fucking reason it is they're trying to make that movie. And then they've gone, you know what, let's take one of those women and just make her the black sass. My biggest problem with the Ghostbusters was I'm not a big Melissa McCarthy fan in the first place. However, However, she was the best one out the whole lot. I thought they were uh, just trying too hard. I'm a, I'm a Kate McKinnon fan in terms of the the, act, the cast. I think Kate McKinnon knocks it out of the park. I just thought they were trying too hard to be funny. They were just, instead of being natural, they were just, you could see they were trying for the jokes. They were well, yeah, but in fairness, the, that's down to how bad the script must have oh, been. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, that, the I plot is so the writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it goes back to what we said early on. It goes back to the story was so poor. It's made them do that. Well, it, it's not even just the story though, it's it's the dialogue. It's 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 the actual things that they sorry, are saying when, when to I each say, other. When I say story, I, 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 I sorry, is a right. I mean the script kind of thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, dialogue. the dialogue is not just yeah. the actions. The actual, yeah. yeah, the actual plot. Like you know, at the end of the day, the go the the original Ghostbusters movies. Do, have goofy plots. That's yeah. kind of the point. But the idea is it's. It, it, th- those movies are so funny because of their cast. It's mm-hmm. it's probably one of, if not the best, ensemble comedy cast of all time. Yeah, because you've got these these four dudes plus you know the the peripheral characters for whom it comes just so effortlessly. Yeah, yes. You know you cannot um. put. You cannot put Melissa McCarthy in a movie and compare her to Bill Murray. You just can't. It's got nothing to do with whether or not she has testicles. It's the fact that he's Bill Murray. She's a totally different you know? kind of actor for one. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just Bill Murray. It's Harold Ramis. It's yeah. fucking Dan Aykroyd. You've got fucking... Uh, um, but it's also the same... That's not it's, the name I was thinking of. What's Rick his name? Mar- Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. It's even you, the same when it comes to Annie Potts did her role brilliant, but Hemsworth just phoned it oh, in. He, yeah. Oh, total phone. That, well, that was the thing. It's let's make the blo- the one bloke in this movie look like a total fucking idiot. You but know, that's, that's, but that was like the the deliberate subversion, wasn't it? It was yeah, like exactly. they have the, the the hot but dumb secretary. Yeah, but but he's a dude. It's like going because, back to Terminator. Because there are no new characters, you just have to recycle the same characters exactly. and gender yeah. swap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like going back to Terminator. It's all about subversion, but doing it smart. 
They didn't do it smart. They didn't do it smart. That's just it's, no, they didn't. But it's just like we talked about earlier. There's nothing wrong with having an all female cast. In fact, in some cases, it might be fucking amazing. But you don't make a movie and just go right. Everyone's gonna be a chick. It's that simple. Everyone's gonna be a dude. Everyone's gonna be white. Everyone's gonna be black. Everyone's gonna well, be no, whatever. It, That's the exactly. terrible way to start making a project of creative endeavors. Well, one of one of my favorite films of all time, and I'm I'm willing to bet that it's probably one of everyone in this chat, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly, is John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there isn't a single female in that whole movie is never ever mentioned because it bears no relevance. No, it doesn't. Yeah. There's not a single woman in that whole movie. But that is a it's one of the best movies, not only horror movies, probably in my opinion, one of the best movies ever made. It's definitely yeah. up there. And the fact the fact that, that there isn't a vagina in it has nothing to do with no, it its quality. No, exactly. It it's the exactly. story, it's the script, it's everything about it. Plus, exactly. if they it's if just, they had put just a single female in there for the sake of quote unquote diversity's sake, how much of the plot would then be dictated toward making jokes about that? Well, exactly, and, and it's needless. It takes away but from. That's everything. one of the things that you have to sort of look at the the 2011 remake. We've talked about this movie a lot, uh, but as you look at the 2011, and you've got the 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 lead character, the the protagonist in that movie is a woman, mm-hmm. and she is not the reason that movie failed. No, no. You know, it's it's the idea of putting a woman in there because that's what it needs isn't isn't always great. You just find the best actor for the job, whether look, it's a man or a woman look or, more or, or whoever. Than the original alien aliens. Yep. Sigourney Weaver is the lead yep. female, the lead, you know, she blew it out the park. The film oh, totally. blew yeah. it out the park. So you, you know, it 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 again. It's like you said. It goes back to the script. It goes back to the film itself. It's you. You can't just blame one person for the whole overarch of everything. You just can't mm-hmm. do that. No, no, exactly. At the end of the day, all you have to do to have to to have a movie that people will like and that people will see is make a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Surely to goodness that isn't too hard to do Which brings me on to two franchises Which I'm going to directly compete them And I think that everyone will I think most of this room and most of the audience Will agree with me on this one Mission Impossible has had six movies With the exception of like One or two of them They've all been fairly consistently decent movies I don't hate seeing a new Mission Impossible Because I know it's going to be a bit different Than the last one But still fun and still kind of a big scale Fun movie then you've got the Fast and the Furious series, oh, which has spawned I, what now, mm, like fucking eight movies or something, or a ninth movie or yeah, whatever. Something like that. And each one is just progressively the, the definition of diminishing returns. And yet the audience I, I, is still just going, I'll eat it up, whatever. The rocks in it well, now. I haven't seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, the first much. one is good. The first one I just, is really good. You've seen them all. I just don't, I just don't see the need. You know, need for I, speed. Sorry, couldn't resist that. Yeah, couldn't resist that. Sorry. Um, whereas uh, that was a good win, actually. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> but the, the, the Mission Impossible movies. What it's interesting because what you've done, Hank, is you've picked two movies where every one you go into, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into a Mission Impossible movie and you know what that entails. Yes, it entails. A uh, vague espionage plot mm-hmm. And then some big amazing stunts That 
you know, Tom Cruise has been all over the news because he did himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's, it's, it's the stuff around those points. The humor is still good. The dialogue's still good. You yes. still buy the characters. Tom Cruise, regardless of what you think of his acting ability, is always enjoyable to watch. Yep. Like, and again, it's another great ensemble cast movie. But The Fast and the Furious, I've never seen any of them. And I've seen the posters for all of them, and I couldn't tell you which one is which mm-hmm. because they all contain generic bald beefcake. Trust cake me, even if you watch them, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. And the, <laughs> no, it's true. And the thing is, what's what's so bad is the very first Fast and Furious was a good movie about street racing. And then from the second onward, it became some kind of a fucking cop plot movie thing. I did like the third one because it took a totally different take, and that was Tokyo Drift. Was that the but third or was the fourth? Is it the fourth? I thought. Well, I don't I fucking don't know. know. But exactly. Yeah, like you that, say, you can't tell the them apart. You yeah. can't, exactly. But yeah, that one that took it a different path exactly. was probably the only one worth paying attention to. Yeah. Because it was different. Yes, I agree. Whereas the thing, and funnily enough, the main guy behind these is the guy that did uh, Mission, Impos- uh, Mission Impossible, fucking uh, Men in Black International, was no, one of the guys cool. who did the, the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, Rob Cohen. Uh, whereas Mission Impossible has continually gotten good people behind the camera as well. Brad Bird doing uh, the fourth one, and then Christopher McQuarrie coming on and doing the the fifth, the, the fifth and the sixth. <clears throat> Christopher McQuarrie, who did like Way of the Gun and Usual Suspects, that's just getting high caliber people who know what the fucking how to tell a story and make a good movie. But the third movie was J.J. Abrams, who killed the Star Wars franchise. Uh, everything he touches is just okay. It's just okay. I disagree. Okay, disagree. <laughs> I like when people disagree, though. That's how you get different points out. Well, I, I so I'm I'm as mentioned. I'm a uh, I, you know it's funny that we <laughs> this, I've mentioned, this is a Star Trek thing, isn't it? Actually, well, it, no, it is. But I've just uh, realised it's kind of I've kind of funny uh, that I've mentioned Star Trek a bunch of times in this episode, but never really mentioned it in franchise terms. It is on my list, trust me. How weird is that? Yeah. Was it 13 movies? Something like that? Yeah, I was just going to ask you how many movies. No, there's more than that. There's going to be 14, doesn't there? Yes, there's going to be. Tarantino makes his movies. 13 movies and what is it? Six different TV series? Yeah. Something like that. And yet we haven't talked about that in terms of franchise. Because um, everyone's afraid but, it's going to be way too touchy of a topic. Yeah. See. Yeah. But the the, the uh, just while we're on the topic of the Fast and Furious, you had what I think was like the best of the three new uh, Star Trek movies. Uh, the, the last one, Star Trek Beyond, directed by Justin. Uh, is it Justin Lin? Justin Lin. Who, yeah. Uh, di- directed uh, Fast and Furious Six, and I think produced like a whole bunch of them. Um, but I think this, the, the Star Trek franchise uh, is something that J.J. hasn't killed, um, personally. I really like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of all of the movies and all of the series, except Discovery and Picard. And um, <laughs> All right, all right, let me clarify. Except for Discovery Season 1 and Picard. Um, but... Um, <clears throat> I think that those movies work because one thing that J.J. Abrams does really well is frenetic action. And I think it's one of those things where uh, you look at that movie, uh, the the first Star Trek movie, and it, it needed that. 
in order to work. You had, you know, I'm someone who likes all the movies, but you have sort of like lots of Trekkies that hate it because it's so different. But that's the thing that makes me laugh. They even went out of the way to set it in a different universe so it wouldn't affect any of the canon. And people still went, nah, fuck you. I, I hate this whole damn thing. Like, why do I care? But it's like, you know, they, they're fun. Was that meant to be me? <laughs> Not directly. Oh. But there, there's... Um, there's like a, a, was you? <laughs> you know it's 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 the same characters that we like in new context and i i just think they work um you know because what what else are you gonna have fucking william shatner rolling around on screen for half an hour you know, the thing is he wouldn't get the reference i nearly said you're pretty tricky with that accent hans uh-huh. but he wouldn't get the reference no, no, um, he wouldn't, sadly no i think i think you're right to an extent because i agree that uh, star trek is a franchise that did it right in the sense that it reboots itself quite consistently. You don't need to always have Captain Kirk. You don't always need to have Captain Picard. You can even have different, doesn't have to be, I don't even see why it has to be the USS fucking Enterprise all the time. It's just a bunch of stories about people out in space. That's fine. That's cool. Mm. Um, I thought that the JJ, the first two movies, they were fine. They were okay. Just like I think all of his movies are okay. I don't think he makes bad movies. I just think he makes okay movies. Um, was, uh, Super 8 was the other one I was thinking of as well that I quite like I His thought sort of Super 8 was very okay All the way through <clears throat> And the ending was terrible And then the little movie in the credits was so good It made up for the whole fucking movie <laughs> yeah. the, little, the little movie at the end was like What Stranger Things should be the, You know what I mean Yeah I, I dig that But yeah he just he just makes okay movies in my eyes That's debatable I mean he's a very very popular Super successful person So you know everyone's got their opinions just like I think Paul Anderson is very okay at making movies, but he still made Event Horizon, which is amazing. So everyone's oh, entitled Horizon to at least one great movie. Is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's fucking great. Of, it's definitely I'm surprised it came from best. him. It's definitely his best. Right, guys. Anyhow, listen, before we yeah. run off out of time with yeah. this one, I do yeah. know we've still got another big topic <laughs> coming up. Let's just read these last half dozen ones I've got off. And then we'll half dozen? To oh, my God. Good God. Let's just talk right. about Halloween and go to well, bed. No, trust me, trust me. <laughs> next, next one, if anybody even wants to talk about it, then I'm just hanging my headphones up now because I will just kill you all. Uh, because it's the worst <laughs> franchise. Just period. It actually, put this right, it makes me retract everything I said about Harry Potter. With this lead up, I cannot wait to hear what it is. What the fuck is this? Twilight. Oh no, fuck them. Oh well at <laughs> least no, well Thank at least you. Twilight's done now. At least they haven't Thank built you. Yeah. A, they haven't done a so new one think. at least. So oh, you think there is talks of a new one. Oh, so oh, with, come that on. new, with that news, I swiftly move on. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with what Scott said and say, fuck them, fuck them all. Yes, fuck. exactly. Fuck I defend running. certain scenes no, and certain no, visuals within the first one, and that's about it. You might. I was going to say if you want to, if you want to like support the music, that's fine. But mm, <laughs> other than that, no, just hell burn every no. copy of it. Burn <laughs> and bury every copy of it. Right. Um, just oh off topic. God. Can you believe I didn't? I couldn't believe when I read this. There's ten children of the corn movies. What? what? Is that ten? I think I've only seen like three of them. Corn movies. I think I've only seen the first one. I knew Fuck, there was six hell. or seven. I knew there was six or seven just because I know there was a certain actor in one of the later ones. But yeah, how? By, oh, I don't know. What is the what is the tenth one like? Children of the Quartet. We're still cornholing. It was the remake, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a remake. 
Yeah, they remade it. Fuck, um, I didn't even know that. What I'm going to come out for the next ones is because I know Chris wants to briefly talk high end, so I'm going to leave that one just till last before we do Halloween. Um, <laughs> these films finally <laughs> getting to the points. <laughs> from what I found, have got like the biggest franchise for the most films. Any guesses what they are before I say them? Biggest franchise. You've already so mentioned most, one, which was Star for like Trek. numbers for number of films. Star Trek has thirteen. So there's one, two. So I've got another five here with around about the same, but more as well. Wasn't well, there something with, like with ten plus? Outside of horror, so, I can't yeah. think of hardly anything. Well, there's one uh, outside of horror. That, well, there's like seven police academy movies. But two outside right? of horror. Yeah, the seven police academies. Um, and we're overdue for a good one of those. I love them. Um. Of course, now the huh. problem is that the whole movie. Are you, count, just are you counting the Marvel stuff? Are you counting nope, the. Nope, 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 nope. They're all individual movies to themselves. I know it's all a big one. Big yeah, yeah. Is this the only ones so we haven't talked universe. about, like Friday 13th? It's the only ones we haven't talked these, about, I'm guessing. These we have not mentioned, not as far as I'm aware, we haven't. Well, cut oh. the foreplay, man. Just fuck us already. <laughs> right? Well, with, with 12 films, is the Muppets. Oh, of course, that makes total uh, wow, sense. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's one of those things because there's no numbers. Yeah, on the exactly. they've been running exactly. for so long, yeah. it's hard to even think I am, about it. I am a huge, huge Muppets fan. I have been a huge Muppets fan. I knew that would surprise you. When until I said that one. Yeah. the very last one. Again with twelve movies. No, you see the, the last movie I think I think I think the last movie was really good. I loved it. But it was the thing that killed it for me was that they did a really shitty TV series that was like sort of faux documentary style, like The Office. And I was like, that wh- why that uh, for the Muppets? I don't know. Uh, the Jason Siegel movie I I, I love the I Jason Siegel one. Oh what? it has some great yeah, I think it's weak. I I like the musical numbers in it. Yeah, Matter um, of Muppet um, makes the movie, man. Uh, Brett McKenzie, uh, uh, but of course he writes all the songs in the second one in Muppets uh, Most Wanted, and I think they're better. The songs in the second movie are better. Um, Manor of Muppet is a is a jam. It's I am amazing. not denying. I am not denying that. I'm also not denying that. What's the other one? Life's a really happy like? song. Um, life's a happy song. Is, right, is so a, is what a, we're saying is, is we're going to have friend. an episode on Muppets. We might have to at this <laughs> yeah, stage. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into that cartoonishly evil vehicle and drive. <laughs> but I, but I something like High School Musical isn't going to be one of them, is it? No, it's some... not. There's oh, no fucking fuck. movies of High School Musical. Shut the fuck up, Chris. Will you like you want High School Musical? It's the biggest no, kick of like shit in the world. Some irreverent, some irreverent Disney fucking straight to DVD shit that they've done. I don't care. I'm saying no, the ones where there's more than no, 10, no, 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 no. We're going to discuss the Muppets' virtues on a different episode. I one think. of them. Let's move on. Yeah, one of them is kind of a straight DVD for a lot of them, um, but it's also on the vein of Muppets to a degree, and that's Puppet Master. There's been twelve Puppet Master movies. Yeah. I did not oh. think there was twelve. Oh my! I thought, yeah. I thought there was about five. Nah, it's been 12. The, the, the original Puppet Master has been on my list to watch forever. I've not seen any of them. Um, very I'm a, there's a couple of good ones, done. man. There is yeah, a well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of stop motion animation. Um, you know, the, what, you know, a huge chunk of my career has been scoring stop motion animation. I'm a, I love stop motion. And, You're like uh, one of the little things what me and Hank's done. 
Oh, lovely. Uh, well, that was the thing. Like, I remember it's one of the, it's a slightly more obscure horror movie. So it, it wasn't something that had immediately yeah, it was jumped very out. very obscure, me. yeah. And uh, I saw it in uh, some, probably one of those weird, obscure, uh, like, watch mojo top 10 scrape <laughs> at the bottom, bottom of the barrel. Today we're counting down the top 10 Steven Seagal ponytails kind, or kind of like cost $50 to make for them yeah yeah um, <laughs> but then learning that there's those um, uh, the Puppet Master movies which are you know all of the char- uh, the, the the sort of puppet characters in mm-hmm. them are done uh, in uh, in, st- in stop oh, motion oh they are as well mine is um, and then going holy shit how have I not yeah. Have you not seen this movie? So. I'll tell you what else you'd like for that um, a franchise called Subspecies, but well, I'll talk about you on a totally separate situation with that one. Mm. Um, so the top three, third with 27 films in the franchise. Wait, sorry, 27? 27 <laughs> films in I, the I, franchise. I sort of blanked that number for a minute yeah. there. Holy shit. I feel like somehow I'm, I'm losing my mind to not know this already, what you're going to say. James Bond. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I, no, that, no, that makes I sense. No, I can't agree with that. They're con- I, it, it makes almost, sense. No, I think that they're counting the ones that are not canon. Including like um, Never Say Never Again Because that wasn't canon Well no but the, They're kind of like Yeah They're standalone They're totally with the standalone the, With the exception of the last few Where you've got is, that kind of trilogy They still of, you know, come the under the James Bond franchise or That's the thing Yeah but But, but the, the uh, You already discounted Like the Avengers Marvel, movies but, yeah. but they are under the MCU franchise They're the same franchise like, They're if, same any, if anything They are more The Avengers movies Are more Sort of Part of this list Than the Bond movies are Because they're all separate No they well, yeah. Bond. I mean, Yeah but yeah, in but fairness James Bond is rebooted Quite, quite A lot so. The James Bond ones don't Well they link For the individual Storylines For the That's individual actors yeah, this, yeah You know Because they consistently well, no, Build upon the previous one Until they really cast it Bond, The whole James The whole As far as I could understand The whole 007 James Bond Was never actually About the actor itself It's about the the, the, the branch and everything Oh I don't know I think, I think we're being a bit no, If we're going to count James Bond I think we've got to count Marvel Cinematic Universe Yeah you have to You have to ah, Disagree I with that one but, no, Because I, at least Marvel You've got like from. 20 odd movies That are all telling A, a yeah. small part of the same story, story. Yeah. It's essentially yeah. one long movie Split into 20 odd individual Bits Yeah whereas like arguably I, I can see where everyone's coming from Arguably James Bond when they reboot it, they kind of restart it. So it's not the continuing yeah, exactly. of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain elements that do carry over between actors, but they do get kind of like pushed aside and changed over time. Q has changed so many times. M has changed so many times. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you can count them as one continuing franchise, but much like we said about Star Trek, it is kind of, mm-hmm. it is soft rebooted constantly. Exactly. So, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it is still James Bond. It's still a franchise. It's still the name James Bond, still 007. Yeah, but, like, but it's that's not what, that's a consistent narrative. I, no, I agree with Wayne on it. It's definitely when a franchise. You, when you look under the franchise section, that's what it comes under. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so you've got mm. to take it as a franchise. That's what it comes under. Whereas well, Marvel I, doesn't. Marvel comes under its own entity. See, that's I'm, I'm not denying that the Bond franchise is a franchise, but I think if you're counting it in the same way that you've counted other movies with many, many sequels, I think you kind of have to. 
yeah, you have to have you have to have the MCU in there as it's again it's yeah it within that franchise. Oh, no, no, you're missing very the point. Interested miss- to find out what these next two for these you, next you, two franchises are. You're missing my point, though, Chris. What I'm saying is, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is, on the franchise sections, you'll find the MCU comes under its own entity. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Oh, you say the Marvel oh, thing right. has created its own. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond it, a franchise. Ex- it's something exactly, else. Exactly. So interesting. Uh, interesting. Isn't it just? Okay. I totally well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Totally I'm wondering. I'm wondering maybe if there there are other movies potentially though that that could fit it like the Harry Potter movies you know you've got was it eight movies either or, eight or, or seven the, you know, yeah. eight eight movies of the original seven books but now you've got two movies that are the the Fantastic yeah. Beasts movies and you know they're are not totally agree are they part of the yeah. same sort of, you I know? think they I, have I, to be the same franchise they're I not agree totally Harry Potter related exactly but they're definitely world related exactly yeah. I totally agree with you as will number one as well you'll probably say similar to number one now the second one is a strange one because again all films are totally different but it's the same a lot, the same, this. A lot of the same actors in a lot of them apart from the last one where there was still a couple of them but most of them were dead by then that's the carry on films Okay, oh, yeah, no, there had to have been a lot of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 31 altogether. See, I never grew 31. up with those. So I've only seen it as an adult. Now, the one with Top Setting has got the most of anything going. So it's got to be more than 30. Can, can I have a guess at this? I have a guess at it if you like. Before you, because I, I'm sure I've had this on a, on a quiz once. <clears throat> I want to say Godzilla. Godzilla. Right, that makes so much sense. That yeah. does make so much sense, yeah. So that's going back to the 50s. 33 altogether. Shit. Yeah. How many... Um, that doesn't include the Godzilla King Kong, what's about to come out neither. That'd be 34. I was, was going to say, how many King Kongs are there? I know, obviously, they're not... Oh, damn it. You had the original 30s, you had the 70 remake, you had King Kong versus Godzilla doing that again. Oh my God, that's just occurred to me as well. Speaking of franchises that have gone on too long, the current Dark Universe thing that isn't going anywhere should be on, the, on our list. What's that? <laughs> the the movies, so you had, uh, well, there's the there's the Dark Universe and then there's like the Universal, not the, the Universal uni- Monsters. Yeah, it's Universal Monsters, Universal Studios There's Monsters. the Universal Masters. And oh, the, like uh, the uh, Hammer and that, the, the Draculas and the... Yeah, the Hammer, there's, yeah. There's oh. the, the big like um is it what are they calling this franchise like the big the monster franchise where you had the uh, like Godzilla king of monsters oh, the monster universe and, is it a monster, uh, monster yeah, yeah kong skull island yeah. and all those like that like i recently watched godzilla king of the monsters See? only because in 2019 there was a movie called godzilla king of the monsters Ow, yeah they're calling it the monsterverse Ow, yeah, the exactly. monsterverse, that's what i'm saying the monsterverse. i yeah, would yeah, never yeah. put kong under the same things until they decide to bring the kong into the new godzilla so mm. now you have to so you're mm. right in that yeah. sense yeah. Um, well, Kong came first. King Kong is uh, older than Godzilla. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because uh, what was it? Thirty-three, no, I, mean, I, mean, I think. Uh, it's the, the original yeah. one. The original, yeah. yeah. No, no. F- um, yeah, yeah, I'm saying no, no. Yeah, Fury was the original one. Yeah, that was nineteen. I'm sure it was nineteen thirty-three actually. Um, I've got a cool factoid about about that quickly. I know we're not necessarily doing like a film music uh, episode, but I, I think it's important to mention uh, the. 
First King Kong is one of the earliest, if not the first film to use properly synchronized film score. Really? Uh, it was, oh, it was right. scored by Max Steiner, uh, who basically invented the click track for that movie. Yeah. Um, and he did it by, um, <clears throat> he figured out the tempos and stuff, and then went along and punched holes in the soundtrack of the, the physical film. Um, so that when, you know, at a set number of frames apart, so that when it ran through the projector, it would pop every time the, it was trying to read one of those holes. And so if you look at like the, um, <clears throat> like all the animated stuff, the, the, the guy that did all the stop motion is like Ray Harryhausen's, uh, I love um, it's, it's like Ray Harryhausen's mentor worked on this movie, but all of this movement, you know, when, when sort of King Kong is, uh, tickling, um, Oh, is it Fay Ray? Yeah, Fay yeah. Ray in the original. Yeah. All that sort of stuff where he, he's tickling Fay Ray, and, and the score is able to go in the right place, and, and and it syncs up perfectly, is because that was the movie where it was invented. Oh, that's oh, really yeah. interesting. You know, you've just asked me wow. yeah, uh, how many King Kong movies is, and I'll be honest, there's more than I actually thought. I was going to say there's about eight. There's actually twelve, including the new one, Good by group. the way, what's going to come out next year. Because wow. you had King Kong in 1933, in the same year you had Son of Kong. I didn't know that was the same year. Mm. In 1962, you had King Kong versus Godzilla, which obviously we know the remake now for 2021. In 1967 yeah. came King Kong Escapes, then we had King Kong itself, the remake in 1976. So well, that's the one with, isn't Jeff Bridges in he that He is somewhere? in that one, yes. Yeah. Did, uh, did you know Je- Jessica Lang? Did you know yeah. there was a follow up, King Kong Lives, 1986? Well, I know that because the central focal point of uh, the big hit is returning to King Kong Lives VHS to Big Top Video. Yeah. Any can he, can he return all? Mm. Sarah no. Connor. Linda Hamilton. Oh. Um, yeah. Going on ni- what you're saying about linked... Fr- Go on, Wayne. Sorry. I was just going to say, in 1998, we had The Mighty Kong, which was, I know, it was a cartoon, but it was still a film. Um... Then you had another cartoon one, which was King Kong Atlantis. Then obviously you had Peter Jackson's. Then you which had I quite like. Another I love cartoon it. one came out after that. Then you had Kong Skull Island, which I know Hank <clears throat> isn't as keen on, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I loved Kong Skull Island. I enjoyed Kong Skull Island as well, I'll be honest. It. And then obviously you've got the new one, which will be Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Just to say, go yeah. what, what Scott wow. had mentioned a minute ago about the universal, the dark universes are calling it. If yeah, you're yeah. looking at it as the universal classic monsters, which I'm looking on Wikipedia about, which obviously entails Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, the, yeah. the man, the wolf man, the creature from Blue Lagoon. If you count the originals plus the Did remake era to the reboot era and then now into the dark universe era, there's 40 movies involving those characters. Wow. Did you see Blue Lagoon? No, I said Black Lagoon. I thought you said Blue. I was thinking Blue. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole that's, different that's movie. A, that's a, a very the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> but holy shit, that's a fucking great idea for a movie. We should make you had, that. You had my head baffled there for a second. The creature from the Blue Lagoon. It's, it's just a horny teenager trapped on an island while being attacked by a sea monster. That's so like Jack the ass. perfect horror movie plot. I love it. <laughs> We've just stumbled <laughs> upon a new franchise. Well, I'm, while we're I'm, on this, you've got the shape uh, of a gorilla. Let's do Brooke it. Brooke Shields at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> while we're on the subject of this as well, um, I've mentioned his name once or twice uh, in this episode already. Bear McCreary, who scored the Child's Play reboot, 
uh, also scored Godzilla King of the Monsters. Ah. Uh, and his score is insane. And he actually uses the original uh, like motifs, character themes from the original 50s movies. So oh, like wow. Godzilla is represented by the bam, 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 kind of big brassy stuff. Which um, is so yeah, in nearly all, all of them, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bear McCreary, right up, you know, that movie came out last year and he went, yeah, let's do that. Let's <laughs> do this 1950s <laughs> over-the-top melodramatic theme. And it's it's insane. Really, really insane score. The movie's meh, okay, but the score's insane. On that note, cool stuff. I love that. Before we go into the Halloween, which is what we've all been waiting for, Chris, do you um, want to do the hound I had I had four for you. I had four for you, but we'll we'll, we'll cut tell, that. We'll just do the. Well, Highlands. no, you can tell us the four, but you wanted to talk more about the hound. I believe, didn't you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. First, of, well, I'll quickly I'll quickly brush over the other three. First one, Final Destination. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think they're rebooting that now as well. Five or six of those? I agree, six but I thought those, the last one, one of which is the, called the. How can you have a, a movie called Final Destination? Six. There's only five? Uh, six, isn't there? No, there's only five. The last the, Final Destination the, 5 is actually takes you back to the original Final Destination. There's Final so, Destination 5, and then they made a sixth one called The Final the Destination. The Final Destination. Yeah, yeah. there are six movies, Wayne. Yeah. When yeah. the hell did they do that? Could you believe it? I know. Uh, 2016 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, let me look, quickly look it up. The, oh, wait. No, yeah. no, no. Ah, wait, wait. I think it's saying that the sixth film hasn't been made yet. They're just still the fi- going to the make The Final it. Destination came out in 2009, Which was... according to this. But then it says Final Destination 5 came out Yeah, in, that was the fourth. Uh, the Final Destination was the fourth one, guys. Yeah, so, so the, the sixth. <laughs> so the Final Destination wasn't even the Final Destination. destination. <laughs> because they decided oh, to do oh, five. Oh, fuck. They decided they made to do Final Destination with the rest of them. Gentlemen, That's I rest right. my case. Not final <laughs> enough. I rest... I rest you know, my case. That's do you know why? <laughs> you know why, don't you? Because they did that one in 3D. Mm. Wow! Yeah, but I knew there was only five. You're yeah. right. Yeah, the sixth one is just still in in development hell as a reboot. Yeah, Final is Destination it, is also a uh, great is it the score. New Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> get in there, get uh, in Shirley, there. Shirley Walker. <laughs> the penultimate yeah. destination. He scored the, the Batman animated series. Fucking insane. <laughs> so are you the ones, Chris? Um, everything beyond the first is just dreadful. Um, Blair Witch Agreed Blair Witch Project. Oh fuck off Will you Oh yeah yeah Just, just fuck well, off Just get on with the next ones they, they tried to yeah, make what? A real franchise out of that I don't think They were as bad as each other first, man No First one I, I guess shite the first one. I love the first one I guess shite Meh The only yeah, reason people, I like the first for, one no, The only reason I like people, the first one The only reason People spewed up With that film Was because when they Watched it in the big screen Your head was going bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh no Don't well, no, I, None I, of that I None think, of that bollocks None of this no. Scariest film ever made shit But just No it was just it, film, it was enjoyable Very very well Yeah that was like no one had done that sort of weird viral guerrilla marketing before. There was yeah. it was a film that was hyped up ridiculously and then quite rightly so collapped under the under the weight of its own marketing. I take my hat off to the fact that bullshit. they made a lot of money out of an easy franchise. I take my hat off to that. But what they didn't warn people was if you suffer fucking motion sickness, you're going to struggle. 
No, I think that's yeah, bad it probably shit. did come out before the day and age where it's always mm-hmm. like, warning, we've got strobes in this movie. Warning, we've got this in this yeah. movie. Warning, shit happens in this movie. Warning, a dog gets hurt in it. Cool. So, Chris, if you want to continue on, we're gonna we're gonna wrap yeah. this up in the next 10, 15, I think. We, we need yeah. to yeah. So anyway, I will finish on Blair Witch, the original. Yeah. I do enjoy it. The second two, terrible. Mm. Third one, Scream. Where's Craven? I, I love the, the original movies. trilogy. Even how stupid the third one is, which is really stupid. Mm-hmm. I think I've only seen the first. How many of those are there? Uh, four. Is there four at the moment? And they're making a fifth. And they're making a fifth now with Dewey back after, right. after a TV show as well. The TV show at least was non none of those characters. It wasn't canonical to those characters. It was a separate series of stories. Uh, but the first season was actually pretty good. Second season, not so much. Hmm. Okay, there's another one. Um, but yeah, first one. I love that film. I remember seeing it. Rented on rented blockbuster. Second one was just a bit was okay. Third one I just thought was like you said, just goofy. It just was a, a, a silly, silly plotline. The fourth one, I mean, you've got to give the girl commitment to the cause. But <laughs> yeah, it's just you know with what she does at the end. Obviously, no spoilers, but again, it's just that one step too far, and I don't really see how the fifth one is going to make that any better. How it's going to add anything new. Well, that's the thing is they haven't added, added anything new since the second one. The third one by was was not Kevin Williamson writing. It was Aaron Kruger. And I think he took it on a whole different way. He took it Arlington Road style. Let's make it a fucking conspiracy. Whereas the first two movies were all about Sidney Prescott and the direct relations to her. And, you know, you can, you can spawn out a franchise out of a, of, out of a horror slasher when you're focusing on the villain. But by focusing on the victim, how, how many times can she be a fucking victim, man? Well, yeah. Uh, and doing it a fifth is, yeah, I agree. It's just stupid. They shouldn't do that. And then number four, I don't think we mentioned it yet, Highlander. <laughs> Best sequel ever, Highlander Again, 2. I've, I've only ever seen the first one. Again, I, 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 I saw the first one uh, the same day I saw The Terminator for the first time. Well, that was a good um, day, damn. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I'd bought them... It was. You remember being young guys <laughs> and seeing seeing something and buying it because of the cool cover artwork all the time. Yeah, so that was basically the situation. I think there was a, a, a car boot sale or something like that, and uh, this guy had the Terminator on VHS and uh, Highlander on VHS sitting next to each other, and I was like, "Yep, I'm having them because they look really cool." Uh, went home that night and watched those two movies back to back. <clears throat> that is my experience. I have not seen any of the other Highlander movies. You aren't missing much. Yeah, I made a joke there, but you really <laughs> are missing much. Highlander 2 is probably the most... There's rough. Sean Connery in any more of them. Yeah, yeah, for no yeah. fucking reason. But if you watch the second movie, <laughs> it's probably the most reviled sequel of all time. The director took his name off. Uh, entire plot points disappear wow. in it because they just didn't want to finish the movie. Director wow. eventually did get a Dewey's own director's cut, though. Did you ever say that one? I've never seen it. No. Much, so wait, much how, how many Highlanders are there? Is the, is the f- no, it's the five. Like five there's a TV one as well. There's a TV one. There's Highlander 1 through 3, then Endgame. And I'm yep. sure there's like a TV version. They did a TV movie of it. Yeah, and then the TV, so- the TV series character went into the movies with Connor McCloud, and Connor McCloud and him share scenes, and then it becomes the TV guy for the fifth movie, I'm pretty sure. Huh. So there's five Highlander movies but only one Zardoz. I'm not sure I want to live in this world. 
<laughs> it's yeah, Dude, what does it's that just, tell you huh what does that tell you yeah it's just oh why you know that is just it's it's like space balls too the quest for more money it's just that's all they did with that with Ireland it was just mm. bring it back and just let's try and rape the bank account on this one Say you know absolutely what? Trying you know, to you know this is Highlander is just like the crow do you know what the most disheartening thing about Highlander 2 and 3 is oh, they've got two fantastic actors in them as the bad guys and yet they still couldn't it, do a good film. Is it Michael Ironside that's in the second one? Michael Ironside's in the second one. And then it, I, I will quite happily watch anything with Michael Ironside. <laughs> oh my God, I've got frankly. a new best friend. <laughs> what? Oh, Wayne, 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 Wayne. You've Wayne, got Wayne. a new friend. You've got a friend. Let's know. Ouch. Have you seen Turbo Kid? I love Turbo Kid. Oh, thank God. Good man. Good man. It's the well, sluckiest, best movie ever. <laughs> Wayne models himself his life off of Michael Ironside. He probably won't even play a video game because he found out that Michael Ironside was Sam Fisher in the Splinter Cell series. No, 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 no. You got that one wrong. It was one like hell. Oh, right. My bad. My bad. Michael Ironside. <laughs> That's the only reason I ever watched the animated uh, Superman and Batman things for because he was the voice of Darkseid. Yes, he was. I, one of these days, uh, you're going to have to do a full episode on those series too, because like... What, the Michael Ironside series? <laughs> yeah, just Michael Ironside. No, no, the fucking Batman animated series and, and Superman animated series. I, that was like my whole childhood, and uh, that needs a lot of talking about. Do you know I've actually got a figure of Michael Ironside? <laughs> Not any of his characters, just Michael Ironside. Scanners. <laughs> yeah, with his, with his head getting ready to blow. Yeah. You see, I think I'm finding it much more entertaining to imagine you've gone out and bought a mile Michael no, Ironside like not not a. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. My wife got me it. I, I think I'd have a Nick Cage if one. If they had one just for Michael Ironside, just hanging out on a set, waving. I'm telling at you, you now. Have it? I'm telling you, I have, yeah, exactly. I have searched the fucking universe for Ham Tyler, and I just kind of fucking find the action the new figure. Character options: Michael Ironside comes with craft table. <laughs> and paper plates. All I want is and ham. Starbucks cup. All I want is ham tire from V is a, is a figure, and I'll be the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, you think V was successful if there would be figures for that? I mean, there's. Oh, the walls, but I just kind of find them anywhere. Uh, lost to history, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say ever, very briefly. See, the problem is, Hank, I was born in the wrong country. They were all never released in fucking America. Before you know me, I was probably there. I probably threw them away. I probably had them and threw them away. Didn't even think anything. Wiped my butt with them. I don't Fuck know. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a, why didn't you just go around his house and spit on his kids, man? I Jesus, know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> See, he, no, no, this is still he worse. He had a movie partner at one time. Ouch. Ouch indeed. Well, what do you think you've just done me? Ouch indeed. Well, look, I'm just going to say this. Going back to the topic at hand. When you think about Highlander, it's exactly the same as The Crow. They had a great first movie, and they didn't know mm-hmm. what the fuck to do with it, so they just ran a bunch of sequels, and then somehow had a semi-hit TV show that ran for way too long. Highlander TV show ran for six years? Really? I would have never thought it went past the first season, but it ran for six years. That's incredible. Well, it's like one of those things where you look at like the RoboCop franchise, and it's like the first RoboCop is another one of my favorite films of all time. Um, Hank, I also really love the second one. Hank didn't know there was a TV series. 
I, well, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, not only the, the third movie, and you look at that third movie, it's like, how do you have another series mm-hmm. after that? Yeah. Was the TV series the one with the, like, the blonde girl that was dead or something, and he kept seeing her in a computer or something? Something like that, yeah. Oh, probably. Uh, yeah, I think so. I've only seen a couple of episodes of the TV series. Uh, but it's one of those things. How do you how do you get RoboCop three and then go? You know what this needs more, more RoboCop. <laughs> Going back to Han um, two, did you hear what happened with Mike Lineside on that set? No. He actually goes, John. Wait, this there was sorry. <laughs> his, there were two RoboCop TV series, different TV. He series. got his jaw oh, dislocated during one of the fights, wow. and he basically just turned around, and told them just to put, push it back in so he can get on with the uh, the show. Hmm. Okay, that's that's pretty badass, isn't it? That's, that's pretty bad. That, that's, badass. that's one of those um, Vigo Mortensen breaking yes, exactly. stories, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Vigo Mortensen. Really, really quickly before you do it, you want the badass Vigo Mortensen. Never mind breaking his foot. Prophecy. End of Fellowship of the Ring when he when the Urukai warrior chucks the knife at his face. Yeah, and, and he carries Steve. it out the air with his sword. Yeah, that's genuine. Genuine, yeah. <laughs> like it was. It, nobody realised they give this guy a real knife instead of a prop one, and he saw and was sword. He genuinely does it, and he kept it in. Well, look that's, a, that's a cool that's fuck guy. Cool. Look at Jackie Chan in place in place story. He got knocked over for real and just kept on running. You know, I mean, that's Jackie Chan, though. Like, you could fill an episode with just here is another yeah, time Jackie Chan he, almost died. Honestly, he got knocked over, kept on running. By the time he finished the set, he walked back and he broke his foot, and nobody knew where he kept on running. Yeah. I yeah. love Jackie Chan. Vigo Martinson, just yeah, say real quick, because so we have a composer in the room. Fantastic human being, obviously, great actor, and someone who's obviously a badass, but what a terrible fucking musician. I don't know if you ever listened to his albums. It's just I, diabolical. I have not, but- it's as much as I adore the Lord of the Rings movie uh, movies. The the bit with uh, him singing at the end is always cringeworthy for me. He doesn't sing on his albums. Um, it, it, what's what's he, he do? Talks. He, he does, talks about he, politics. He does interpretive dance oh, and has someone set up a microphone. Check this shit out. He gets he gets Buckethead to play backing guitar with, uh, and then he sits and goes like, America. They eat a lot of food. There's homeless people <laughs> on the streets. When you're in the country and there's horses, it's a time when you think, <clears throat> ah, life, life is there. And then, oh, it's gone. And it's like, I listened uh, to a whole fucking so he's, album he's and I was like, what is yes. He did four of the fucking things. Wow. I bought all four I as well, it. retail, because I was like, no, because I was like, Buckethead's ah. on the awesome. And then I listened to him and I went, what the fuck is this? Wow. Wow. Well, that'll teach It did you, teach suppose, me. He, he released a book called How Beautiful <laughs> is the Horse. It's it's 80 pages. No, 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 no. It's 80 pages of photographs of horses' features. One is like an eye and a bit of tail and a bit of foot. And I'm like, this guy's on fucking crack. What is going on? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, we've got to close this out with, with a franchise that has went very up and down, started strong, got weak, and then had what is pretty unequivocally a well-received reboot that somehow is now becoming a trilogy. Halloween. There's a franchise that definitely overstayed its welcome, but then rebooted itself. Yes. 
Yeah. No one may speak while I he's playing that. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep going then. Yeah. Yeah. Etc. Etc. <laughs> I know that Wayne has strong feelings. Scott has strong feelings on the Halloween franchise. Discuss. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How can you not? Yeah, I mean it's you know, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time having a big proper foray into horror and single-handedly changing the genre i think it's worth talking about <laughs> quite frankly it's, it's um, weird because i only ever really got into halloween as a kid because i was a massive horror fan as a kid and obviously as a kid you, you know i like to watch all these big horror films uh, yeah. but it was just the cover always just Stood, stood at me in the windows of every shop I walked past. It was like this Halloween poster. I was like, I have to watch that. I have to watch yeah. that. Uh, just for the poster. I didn't know what the film was about and nothing. I have to watch that. And when I finally watched it, I was like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was only one thing missing, Michael Ironside. <laughs> oh, you throw him in there. <laughs> There, there, there was a Michael in there yeah, and that was but good for enough. For you, that could have been Michael inside behind the mask because at that age, I didn't fucking know, did I? <laughs> wow. Now I know, well, I, there's always a cutoff point for these things where you go, they went too far. Like, yeah. I didn't even know there were so many children in the corn. I didn't know there were so many Halloweens until the reboot came out and they said those other ones don't exist. I said, how many don't exist? They're like, eight million. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't even know. And, you know, they fucking killed her and everything in one of them. At what point did mm. it get its strongest and weakest for you guys? I'll uh, start with Wayne. What was the strongest? What was the weakest? The strongest was the original. Well, I mean, no, I mean after the original. Yeah, you got to skip the original because that's the best. Since then, <laughs> best and worst. Best worst. Right, okay. Best worst. You've got to think Halloween 2 was the best of the next bunch because it literally followed on from the first one. And I uh -huh. like that. Um, after that, phone five, definitely. After that, you're struggling. And not including the remake, because obviously the remake is good. I like the remake. But after that, you've got to think... Oh, Rob Zombie one? No, fuck that. They're the worst of worst. <laughs> they don't count. I, I don't, don't even, even class, Which remake do you I don't even class them as Sorry. movies. Yeah. Sorry, not when the remake. When I say remake, remake, I don't mean remake. I mean the, the reboot. reboot. Where they cancelled the sequels. Oh, the, the 2018. Yes. Sorry. Right. Yes. I, right, 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 right. I almost um, forgot the, the Rob Zombie ones exist. I'm... Uh, not even counting those, I'm I apologize. I purposefully forget. That's why I like stuttered. I was like, wait, what? What are you I on about? I purposefully forget they have even been remade because they are literally, right. they don't even come above the swamp in the matter of best or worst. Um, I would say eight after that, then seven and six. Six for me is the worst. The worst, uh, worst. Because it just makes no sense. The whole film from start to finish makes no goddamn sense. Um, hmm. You didn't seven. mention three in there, did you? I thought you thought I I'm going to come. Oh, you can wrap around three, okay. right? What we've got, what we need to get out there in the show for anybody who doesn't know the Halloween franchise. Three has nothing to do with the rest of the Halloween movie. Um, Halloween three, when it first came out, I hated it for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Halloween three is another one of my favorite horror movies ever. Um, I. You know, because I'm 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 a, a a bit younger than you guys. Obviously, I I'm I wasn't around when these movies were sort of coming out Show off the first time round. Um, <clears throat> but 
it was one of those things where, so you, you know, you retroactively discover a lot of these yeah. movies is basically uh, what I'm saying. But uh, I remember watching Halloween 3 and not hearing about uh, the sort of, the dislike for it until a long time later. I just watched Halloween 3, loved it, and went on loving it. And then years later, when the internet comes along, you go, the fuck people talking smack about Halloween? How dare they? Like, I love that movie. I think it's it's brilliant. The idea of... I, I think I would have really loved to have seen the sort of John Carpenter Halloween anthology idea. Yeah like played out in full, I would have loved to have seen eight totally different John Carpenter horror movies that came out every year. Um, Do you know what would have made Halloween 3 much better though? If they changed the title. Yeah, if they hadn't called it Halloween. Well, that's what I was going to call that. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. If they just took three out of the equation and left it as Halloween, Season of the Witch, you'd have gotten away with it. I, I I think even keeping Halloween in there would have confused uh, the shit uh, out of people. As long as you didn't have the Halloween like logo on that, on like the deal. With- I think if you if it was maybe something like Season of the Witch, a Halloween. Did film, you ever see? Yeah, you like ever seen the like, like, solo you ever seen the original poster kind of for it though, where it just had like the witch coming out, like the the smoky thing. Oh yeah! If they kept that with Halloween oh, season, which I think would have been fine, because nobody would have associated it. Because there's lots of films called Halloween, whatever Halloween, whatever Halloween, whatever. I, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody would have associated with the original Halloween, but because it was Halloween three, people straight away has been waiting for Michael Myers, Michael Myers, and when they mm-hmm. have, when they've not seen them, they've just thought, "What the fuck's this shit?" Yeah. But is that well, a marketing thing to get people to go see it? Was it. The same, of course, it was because it was the same producers. Um. But as I got well, older, is, course, I actually grew to appreciate three a lot more, and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant. If well, I th- I think the other thing as well to sort of uh, to bear in mind is that John Carpenter never wanted to make Halloween two. You know, he he told the story he wanted to tell in the original Halloween, and was kind of forced into a sequel by the by the producers by the studio, um, <clears throat> and so. You had this this movie that is like it is a John Carpenter movie, you know, written, directed, and scored by Carpenter, but begrudgingly. Um, And then you have uh, Halloween three comes along, and he, you know, decides, you know, I'm I'm not having anything to do with it. Um, And then they managed to bring him back in. He still scored it. He didn't direct it or write it. He did. He did score it. And uh, I'm actually going to put my hands up and say it's probably my favorite John Carpenter score. Ever? Um, Do you think uh, you know, it's because he didn't have as much on that he was able to concentrate more on the music? I don't know, because, yeah, it's an interesting thought. Um, th- maybe because he wasn't directing, mm-hmm. he wasn't quite inside the movie as much. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, interesting. Because there's, there's a few that are kind of of that ilk. I think that and um, Christine, I think, is probably my second favourite. Um, and I, I think they're very similar tonally. I know, obviously, John Carpenter's all electronic stuff, so it's all kind of similar tonally. But the idea of, I think he really started playing more with sort of uh, sequences and sort of the repeating. I mean, obviously, everything he's done is sort of repeating. You've just got to look at Halloween, and all it is is that just goes on indefinitely in different keys. Um, 
But if you look at Halloween 3, there's no like, there's no tune. There's no Halloween 3 tune apart from, you know, the happy, happy Halloween, yeah. you know, that everyone knows. But there's a lot of just sort of like, mm-hmm. sort of sequential sort of lots of, you know, lots of sort of moving stuff like that. And it just, I remember seeing that movie for the first time and it opens with the, uh, the old man running down the street That's right. <clears throat> and, and you, you just get these like mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere. And then the, uh, the sort of headlights and the lens flares of the car sort of come up behind him and it just sort of develop, develops into this big thing. And I, it's, I think it's the first John Carpenter soundtrack I ever bought. I've got it on like day glow orange vinyl. Oh, wow. it, it's fucking beautiful. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so it's, I think it's a great film. It's like the greatest John Carpenter film John Carpenter never made. <laughs> um, but speaking of like Halloween 2, I think, so well, tell you what, Wayne, so it's, Hank said we both have strong feelings. What are your feelings towards Halloween 2018? 2018, it's got its ups and downs for me. I, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought for a, a Bring back the the franchise. I thought they did a pretty decent job. It, to me, it had little bits where I just thought, "Why have you done that?" or "What the hell have you done that for?" But for the majority, I actually thought it was an okay movie. I, I enjoy. I love the fact that it's played on. It's a bit like um, the Linda Hamilton character. It's it's showing you how she struggled to try and get on with her life since that incident, mm-hmm. and she's now just hell bent on getting him killed. Now, I like the turnaround on that. Me too, um, but I did think it conjured up a problem of its own. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion. I think the one of the big mistakes made in the production of Halloween 2018 was ignoring Halloween 2. I agree. Um, I totally agree. Because in my and opinion, I don't see why they had to. I don't see why they had to. Because John Carpenter didn't like it, I, that that was kind of it. I think it was like John Carpenter begrudgingly made Halloween two, and so he only was going to come on board as producer and composer of the new film if that they were ignoring all of that. Uh, all of that. Um, but it's this whole idea that like you've got Michael Myers, who is to us as an audience this iconic, prolific serial murderer. But if you ignore everything but the first film... He's just a murderer. He hasn't killed that many people. Exactly. So in the context of the film, the sort of reverence Mm -hmm. and fear put around him... Is a myth. Yeah, it's not quite as justified. No, it's not. I totally agree. Um, And then the other thing, you know, say what you will about the idea of... of, uh, him being Laurie Strode's brother, um, but obviously they 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 got rid of that idea. <clears throat> I think the the problem with that is you have on one hand it's a good thing because you you've taken Michael Myers back to a a, a a killing machine who is a pure killing machine. He's got no reason. He's got no motivation. He just kills. It's what he does. That concept is terrifying. Because you know, much like the Terminator, you can't reason with it, you can't talk to it, you can't trick it. It is always just gonna do what it was put on this earth to do. Uh, and uh, but the problem is, 
plot-wise within the story, he has no reason to go after Laurie Strode. No, no. So in the middle of the movie, you have this really uncomfortable, awkward scene where Dr. Not Loomis puts on the fucking <laughs> Halloween, the, the Michael Myers mask Plot. and kills the cop uh, to kidnap Michael and take him to Laurie Strode. Because was... otherwise, the way they've laid out the, the Haddonfield in the movie and the way they've laid out uh, where Laurie is... Without him and without that bullshit, would never add up. The two would never have met. No, that's she would have been locked away in her compound on the outskirts of town. He would have found his way into town, murdered a few people, and they never would have like bumped into that each other. That was one of the bits what I was saying to you about. Where I was just thinking, why have you done that? What the hell? What? Why? Just why? You know, it's just. I feel yeah, like they totally. should have they should have pulled the trigger more and had it be that she struggled with this guy's actions for the last twenty whatever year thirty years, and now she's going to become the hero in her own mind and she orchestrates his escape for the purpose of killing him. I Nothing that's else. The yeah. cool that's cool, that's what I think would yeah. have been much more interesting. But also, you're saying like you know when you take away the sequels. He's not the prolific killer that we all know he is because we've seen the sequels. Well, no matter how much you tell people those sequels don't exist, we know they exist. So a movie exactly. got a movie. You know what I mean? Oh, totally, totally. I, I get that. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where um there will be people in this world who haven't seen the other ones. There will be people in this world who only have seen this one. You know, and and so it's just one of those things where they know that Michael Myers is an iconic figure and they now don't know why. Within the context of the movie, if, if Halloween 2018 is the only Halloween movie they've ever seen, in, in that movie, isn't there actually a line of dialogue where they say, isn't he her, her brother? No, no, that was just a thing someone, some news reporter yeah, made up. Yeah. Uh, and then I think someone even says, wait, he only killed like five people? And it's just like if if this is the only movie you've ever seen, you go, hang on. So why 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 is Michael Myers scary mm-hmm. again? Exactly. I don't yeah. exactly. You know, I don't really understand. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm hearing is those, mixed bag to everybody. Exactly. Well, it is. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. And it was always those, gonna those be. plot elements aside, everything else about it, I totally mm-hmm. loved. Um, I I think this, you know, obviously. Technologically, we've had a big step up, so it looks great. Yeah, moment um, to moment, you enjoy it, but if you focus on it, you're like, mm. yeah, the score is outstanding. You know, oh, John, John Carpenter. You know, they they pulled him out of retirement, yeah. and he sat down uh, with his kids and 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 wrote this score with uh, with his kids, and mm. it, it's insane because you you know you get all of the classic sort of uh, John Carpenter stuff. And then there's also lots of weird, like uh, distorted, bowed guitar and, and very modern sort of sound design-y uh, scoring techniques in there as well. Um, as well as some beautiful <clears throat> sort of sequential stuff. And just, I don't know if any of you guys have heard the albums that Carpenter's been putting out in the last few years. They're like unreleased tracks and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, um, so, so they're called lost themes, but they're they're all new. They're right. not yeah, actually they're not actually like old movie uh, themes that were unused, but they're all new recordings. And it's one of those things where you can listen. To, well, there's two of those, and then there's 
an album called Anthology, which is like new versions of all the old themes. Well, what's funny is... Um, including Starman, which was fucking nice to, to hear, what's, which he didn't even write. What's funny is me and Hank went to see him live a couple of years back. I'm very envious. Uh, Hank told me, yeah. and I'm extraordinarily envious. <laughs> what, was, what was amazing was every time he played the theme music of a film, he'd have the film trailer and everything on the back. Yeah. And he literally went from the original mm. Halloween to the 2018 Halloween right. in one swift and it Brilliant. was uh, the, the, the changeover it. from original oh. Halloween to the new one was gorgeous. You could just, you could just feel the hairs on your neck standing yeah, up as you did it. I, it, it was, was yeah. quite a fucking showmanship on that one. I got to have and it. As for the, yeah, I, I, I've, I've got that score. Um, I, I Again, I, I bought it on vinyl and obviously got a digital download as well. And it just, it's, it's never. But you talk it. about showmanship. I don't know if Hank ever told you what happened when he did The Fog. Oh no! He started playing the fog, and all this fog just literally rose up on the stage, over the stage, and down onto the on the floor. It yeah, was actually mm, fogged out the full phenomenal. audience. It was real it nice. Was absolutely outstanding. I, I was just listening to the the score to the fog today. Again, the fog's one of my um, favorite uh, John Carpenter movies. I, and all honestly, but I have a yeah. Again, another. It's one of mine as well. Um, I, I I think. I'm I'm seriously considering uh, having the fog as my Halloween YouTube cover this year. Yes, um, like it. I am swiftly running out of John Carpenter tunes. That's the thing. There's quite a few movies I haven't done, but I, they would require a bit more arranging to sort of do in my style. Uh, what have I done so far? Fuck. I've done. I, well, I've done Halloween one, two, and three in separate videos. I've done uh, the thing, which. Isn't Carpenter? That's Ennio Morricone, who uh, just passed away yesterday. Actually, holy shit, um, that's really sad. Um, I've done. Fuck else have I done? Is that it? Is it just because I've done three Halloween movies? I think I've done a bunch. I don't even know. Well, on, For those who back, don't know, Scott, actual... as well as being an original composer, like I mentioned at the beginning of the first part of this episode. Does a is lot of covers, and you should check out his YouTube week. channel. Yeah, <laughs> by yeah, the time you hear this, it'll be last week. <laughs> you should definitely check out his YouTube channel, which I'm sure he can name drop in a second, and we'll yeah. put the link on the episode. Uh, he does some oh, phenomenal you just covers. Search my name, you'll find me. Check out the music; he's got some awesome music on there. Definitely. Oh, thank you very much. Well, going back to the Halloween, I'm actually just having to jump on my channel now to see what the fuck I've covered. Going back to the Halloween movies, because I know the rest of you probably haven't seen the rest of the movies in the franchise by the sounds of it. Halloween four and five were made back to back. Uh, the return of Michael Myers and That's, the revenge of Michael Myers. Is it Mustafa Akkad? Well, it was must. Um, no, it was Malik. Akkad, because I believe Mustafa died by then, or he was. No, 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 you're right. So it was Mustafa Malek, there's the new ones. Malek's, I think, it's his son who does the new ones. He produces the new ones. Mm. Mustafa did do them because he did the original ones as well, you see. Um, he's done all the original five or six or something. But what I liked about this was you've got to think this was somewhat 10, 16 years after the first two. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went back to Michael Myers. So to bring it back after all those years, I actually thought they did a really good job of it. They kept the they kept the horror very much in the vein of the original horror, where you know you had the likable characters. Where I think that fails in a lot of horror films these days. You don't really have any thoughts for the characters who you know for the. 
Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You end up with just Cannon like fodder. which stereotype is dying exactly. next. Exactly. But yeah. you, you kind of mm. cared for these. They introduced this new little girl who was actually a phenomenal little actor in it. Um, Danielle Harris. The one, yeah. Is, Danielle yeah, Harris exactly. was incredible, yeah. Did some great um, And, you know... She's excellent in Stakeland as well, if you ever want to watch a good one on especially Netflix. Especially in The Revenge of Mice, where she was um, a mute for the first half of the film because of what happened in the fourth mm-hmm. one. Um Don Don um Don Pleasant was just his usual utter brilliant self in it. Then sadly came Halloween six. What a bloody awful film that is. It's the curse no, of Michael the, Myers. The, yeah. The thing is, like I have seen so I so I've seen one, two, three, and twenty eighteen. Um that does make it sound like there are more movies than there are. Well, I've seen one, two, three, and 2018. Um, But uh, all the way through. Now, I know I have seen snippets of a bunch of the other movies, but uh, including the uh, Rob Zombie, the two Rob Zombie movies, but I have no idea which ones and which bits or anything, because they've just been like on TV Phone five uh, mainly focused around a young girl. She's about, what, nine or ten or something like that. Um, mm. And it's supposed to be some descendant of, um, I think... Is it not Laurie's daughter? It's Laurie's daughter. It's supposed to be Laurie's daughter or something like that, anyhow. Uh, so he's coming back for her because all he wants to do is get rid of all the family, so he wants her now. Um, six is supposed to be this her old and now having her own kid passing it on and oh it's just it's just so messed up it's just it's horrendous um then came H2O they tried to revive it with um Jimmy Lee Curtis but what a freaking disappointment it was it was just sorely badly executed badly acted um I'm trying to remember who the lad was in <sighs> guy out of faculty Oh man, isn't LL Cool J? Yes, LL isn't it? Yeah, but it's just it's a it's a really die movie. Then they still wanted to bring another one out, which was Halloween Eight. Now it was called the Homecoming in some places, and it was somewhere else in Resurrection. Others. Resurrection, yeah. Now I always remember watching the first ten minutes of this film, and I thought, "Fuck, this is going to be brilliant. This is amazing." And the reason it was so amazing was because here is Jimmy Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode, locked up in an asylum, and he finally comes and finds her. And he's going to kill her, and he does kill her. She tries to kill him first, but he kills her. And all he wants to do now is go home. He's done his job. He's going back to where he first was lived. Only problem is they're now doing a Halloween same night in what is supposed to be the most haunted place in Haddonfield because Michael Myers, blah, blah, blah. I just thought, you've now killed it. You know, putting a bunch of arsehole fucking wannabe, you know, reality people in there and you just, not one of them's likable. You're just going to kill them all. And sure mm. enough, that's what it is. So you get I mean, this first... Yeah, you're certainly not selling no, the rest of this franchise to me. Right? You get this first 10 minutes, sure. you get this first 10 minutes, which is like, yes finally another good Halloween movie and then same tone you've killed it again I Um, feel like Halloween is a good example of all of the franchise we've talked about is they always run on too long that was the entire point by the sounds of it there's a consensus that between three four and five one of those should have been the limit 
Yeah, five to me should have been the limit. Five should have been mm-hmm. the end. And um, the remakes, uh, I think we all agree, are pretty shit. Oh, the remakes. For the most part, most no, people I'll agree. Be honest, the first remake, the first Rob Zombie one, took me about three years to watch. I tried watching it, couldn't watch it. Tried watching it, couldn't watch it. Tried watching it, couldn't. The whole thing I didn't like about that was the fact that they gave Michael Myers a reason to want to kill. No, mm, that's mm-hmm. the point. Michael Myers didn't need a reason. As Dr. Loomis said, if anything, he only needs a reason to kill Lord. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But this that that's it. What? But other than that, he's just pure. He is dead. He is exactly. He that's is it. Sam Ham. He is the hmm. devil. He is the fucking evil. That's exactly what Dr. Loomis was saying. But in Rob Zombies, know they had to fucking bully him, that harass him. They had remaining. Oh, it was just horrendous. And on that note of horrendous ending of franchises, I think that we're going to finally put this episode to rest. It oh. has been... Well, we're going to have to because yeah. this chat's about to end. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just like the franchise that won't die. This turned out to be the episode that won't die. And I think that's... I can't help that's but feel that's fitting. partially my fault. Well, I mean, you do like to talk, but so do we. So it's a perfect marriage. Well, see, you know I mean? Exactly. I don't that's think that's a bad about. thing. I do think, though, that what will happen is we're going to end up picking this back up on a thread in the future. And it'll be a fucking reboot of a franchise episode talking about how oh, long no. franchises oh, are. <laughs> it's art imitating life, imitating art, man. But anyway, guys, I've had a great time talking with you, but we're definitely going to have to hear. Uh, I'd like to thank Scott for being along. I'd like to thank Wayne and Chris. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. I'm going to drop links in the descriptions for this thing, for everyone's things, including Scott's YouTube channel. You should definitely listen to some of his themes and some of the exciting stuff we've done. And let us know your thoughts on our website or email us at moviemadness at deadreelfilms.com so you can let us know what you think to franchises that are around too long and any we might have forgotten. <laughs> if we've forgotten any gotta tell us because they obviously don't fucking exist we've covered them all we've <laughs> covered matter. them all ladies and gentlemen all matter <laughs> and in the meantime everyone keep <laughs> yeah. enjoying your movies have a great night and say goodbye everybody good night guys good night good night, good night. Good night.